All right, we're switching gears now for a for a bit. Right. Um, I think you had more than enough business conversations in your life uh, on camera on webinars, not podcasts though. I've never done a podcast. Not, not podcast though. So we're going we're going to be the first one talking to you more on your personal side, okay. uh, in front of the cameras. Um, so I want to start first by you telling us a bit more about a very 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 young Arjun. Oh my lord. Uh, very young Arjun. Um, uh, sports fanatic. Um, I would say bordering on an indisciplined child, uh, uh, both at home and in school. Um, got along with most people. Um, uh, was the organizer in chief. Um, uh, and... Uh, really enjoyed uh the 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 company of my parents well uh did you move places where you were younger or i guess yes and no i think so our our childhood was split uh between spending considerable amount of time in the uk um um, new delhi which is where i i grew up uh and then um uh, traveling within india because uh members of my family come from different parts of of india mm. uh, especially up in the mountains i i i love the mountains well, so uh, tra- uh top one traveling destination in india from your point of oh view. god all right well, give me one well top, no, it's actually my maternal home which is in the himalayas which is a house which was built in 1855 oh don't tell me is that road to la or what's the name of no it's actually very close to a city called shimla uh, which used to be the winter capital when india was under the british rule um and uh, uh my mother's family uh, uh are in the alcohol business so one of the oldest breweries in the world is actually owned by the family and uh, it was built in 1855 uh, by the british Uh, when well, the British ruled India, and when the British left, then my grandfather bought that business over. So, what um, alcohol are you producing? Um, so, actually, <laughs> this is I mean, this is correct. Uh, well, well, they 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 produce everything from beer to whiskey to rum. Actually, as a matter of fact, they have the the one of the highest selling rums in the world. It's called Old Monk. Wow! Uh, uh, remind me next time if you're a rum drinker I'll, no, look, I'll pass a uh, one, on. it's on my bucket list to to uh, ride indian motorcycle and and travel north so well on the, you know india is a fascinating country right uh, there's a saying in india that you know every so many thousand miles uh how we dress what we eat and how we get married changes <laughs> right <laughs> that's um, amazing and 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 it, it's it, you know you talk about a motorcycle ride um i have a very very dear friend and um she has a tv show um and and one of the things i always wanted to do with her uh, and we 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 sort of flirted with the idea was to say uh because i'm a foodie i actually have a food blog i said why don't we actually go and do this sort of trip across india for 30 days right eat and and just no yeah eat <laughs> see the different culture meet the different people because i think the diversity of india as a country uh is really not fully understood right you've got to live it to actually uh I'm sure experience not, it i'm sure it's not uh um so yeah so favorite spot uh you know i've been to switzerland i've been to the you know uh, some, some of the some of the greatest uh Uh, uh sort of mountain ranges and, and and but i still you know that's home so so if you want to do this show but 
on motorbikes you let me know right i will, I will. <laughs> definitely yeah. um what 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 part of period of your early life had the biggest influence on who you are today whoa early life and we can call an early life up to to 20 year old let's say or teenage years let's not more than that yeah i think i i, I would say um So I had actually, I had a very severe accident when I was still in uh, uh, in my last year of high school, right? And uh, it 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 was a touch and go in the sense I was uh, uh, I was went into coma in intensive well, care and stuff, right? Um, and I do think coming out of it, uh, I think it it made me uh, a more mature <laughs> individual. Wake up, right? Uh, yeah, it was not a wake up call. So you know, I, it wasn't like I was a kid who was all over the place. I was always a conscientious kid. Uh, I was a decent student. Um, you know, I I was respectful. Uh, I was always close to family and friends. But I, I do think that that sort of uh, uh, sort of uh, made me realize that uh, uh, that that you know that there are people in the world who who like you, and mm. and you don't only live for yourself, mm. uh, but you know there's there's more to life and and there's more to uh, giving oneself to others mm. and actually that's kind of how I am with my kids so I'm I'm a very hands-on father um I prefer spending time evenings with my daughters uh and my wife you know walking down marina than be at a restaurant not that I don't want to be at a restaurant um uh, enjoying experiences with that so I think that had a profound effect um I think I've I've been very fortunate that I've been surrounded by some some very interesting people my entire life my godfather who unfortunately is not alive anymore my godmother who unfortunately is not alive anymore uh and they were all superstars in what they did and and and, and I think subliminally that kind of you know played a role uh obviously my parents did uh too so is there I, a I person that had the biggest influence on you Uh, no, I don't think I, I don't think I can pick a individual yeah. and 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 say you know he or she had the the biggest influence and and equally there were lots of people I came across and I said I don't want to be like them at all either, right? And and, and well, that's and, uh, an influence of some kind. Yeah, of that is era. that is, and actually it's sometimes as good an influence, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, where you look at a person and you go, you know, something. No, I don't want to be like that. So mm. no, I can't. I I don't think I can I can point my finger and say that you know I have this one sort of mentor who uh but these relationships uh, meant, meant a lot to you and they still do yeah. uh, i'm I, you know i i i i still believe in relationships i i i try and connect at a level which is deeper um um i not a big fan of superficiality uh i think i'm always uh, uh available to friends and family uh, um we're going to ask them that Um, <laughs> right. you, you should ask them and maybe they'll just turn around and tell you that I'm none of the above but you know there you go I'm just going to drop in a couple of random questions go without ahead. a particular order now um, if the average human lifespan was 40 years uh, how would you live your life differently uh, I would spend I'd spend more time with my family for sure uh, especially my parents uh, because I think I've been out of Uh, or we've been in different parts of the world for for a long time, and I get on with my parents, so uh, I actually have a great relationship. 
I, you know, it's not regret, but if I could do more, I would do more. I travel more. I travel a lot. I've mm. actually been very fortunate. I've lived in lots and lots of countries and I've traveled pretty much the world. But I, I'm, I, I just love going to different places, seeing different cultures, eating different foods. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I, I think I'm in the wrong profession. Maybe mm. I, I should have been a, in, in tourism or so something. you have a food blog you're thinking about uh, producing a show 30 year, 30 days around india now on motorbikes yeah. uh you traveled a lot maybe it is maybe maybe you need to switch gears yeah maybe i do maybe <laughs> i will maybe you know who knows there But is maybe a... i'll sleep lesser yes right. maybe I, a... i don't sleep much already maybe maybe there's another hour or two usually what's your i'm not a good sleeper i suffer from insomnia i always have i think i'm I, i'm a, i'm a hyper sort of person but if i get five hours a night i'd be lucky wow yeah how do you keep up with everything that you have to do i it, it's kind of body gets used to i think you know every one month or two i think the body just shuts down and then i have like a day where i can't move but You know, I, but I fortunately when I sleep, I sleep well. So yeah. I think those five hours are good. I also believe sleep is incremental. So if I can catch cat naps here and there for 20, mm. 30 minutes, then actually they help. They, they help a lot. Yeah. Uh, they help a lot. So, um, uh, yeah. So maybe squeeze another hour out of my sleep to do my, my, my 30 minute, my, my, my food blog a little yeah, bit more. Yeah. Yeah. What's the name of the food blog? Well, it's on Instagram. It's called Global Foodies. Global Foodies. Yeah, and it's a very interesting story how it actually got. I, I, I think I've cataloged over 1,200, if not 1,400 restaurants there. Wow. Uh, and the way it started was, I, I remember very vividly, I was in, I think I was in Frankfurt. I was somewhere in Germany. I was stuck in an airport because it was snowing outside and flights got delayed. And a friend of mine actually called me landing in Rome saying, I'm in Rome with my girlfriend for three days. I need you to tell me three best restaurants where I can take her. And... They just rolled off my tongue and the phone shut down. And I kind of went and said, how often does that happen? It happened quite regularly. So I said, well, you know, there's something out here I should. And I sat down, I opened my laptop, I had an Excel sheet, and I listed every single restaurant where I had an experience that I could remember. And that night, I think I got to a list of 800, right? Wow. And then I said, maybe there is something out there. But like everything good, everything else, which is a good idea, I did nothing about it. Uh, but, um, you know, I do that all the time. I've just come back from, from, uh, from, from Italy. I took my daughters this time. And as a matter of fact, on LinkedIn, I took the liberty of putting in, uh, food posts, right? And, and actually. How does that work? What well, worked very well, actually. You know, funny <laughs> enough, the response I got from a lot of my friends was like, it was refreshing because, you know, in a way I was celebrating these restaurants, which are businesses, right? Yeah. So this, you know, so why not? Yeah, it's about just how you put it out there. Yeah, exactly, right? So and 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 these are gems. Mm. And and if you know and and there's nothing, you know, just because I write more about fintech and financial services and insurtech and stuff doesn't stop me from having a life mm. and then celebrating great restaurants and wineries uh, and if it helps them in somehow no, hey, absolutely yeah. better, right? So why not? Um there's this global movement how I fucked up. Have you heard about it? No. <laughs> okay, it's awesome. <laughs> So they're celebrating failures, all right? Okay. So in the world where everyone is celebrating successes all the time, uh, they decided let's celebrate failures and, 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 and see what are the lessons that we learned out of our failures. Do you have a favorite failure of yours, a failure that set you up for later success in life? I think I, I, I did in the early stage of my career, didn't do myself too much justice mm. by always being the eager uh, mm. respondent to every question. 
uh, and that resulted in in significant failure in terms of not being able to get some of the opportunities that I would have other got, uh, otherwise got because you know sometimes I came across as immature or impetuous or whatever the word is. Um, so that's that that's been that's something which I have learned how to sort of correct. Uh, um, I don't think I'm all the way on the other side of the spectrum. Um, uh, not saying that I love the voice, uh, love the sound of my voice, but you know uh, more can be done. How is that helping you now? When you I think in my in my current job it helps me greatly, right? So so let's be honest. You know, I, I greatly pride uh, being a consultant, uh, and the reason I greatly pride being a consultant is because think about how many jobs there are where someone invites you, tells you everything that is wrong about them, right? then takes the patience to listen to what you have to tell them and pay you for it. <laughs> Not a lot. Right? And this is what I tell every young consultant, right? I said, you've got to learn that the job you have in consulting is one of, of you know, great responsibility and we've got to take this seriously. This is not about solving a mathematical problem. Right. This is about appreciating that there are people out there who are being vulnerable. Mm. Fine, it's professional vulnerability, but it is vulnerability. Um, in that scenario, to show patience and to be able to listen and hear and understand what they're saying, rather than jumping out and starting to rattle what you think they should do without listening, I think is hugely helpful. Mm. Right. It Because I think generally the world feels that they're not heard enough, right? Uh, which is why we need TikToks and Instagrams and Facebooks. You know, everybody wants to just be heard, mm. right? So so I think it does help my job hugely. Well, hugely. I'm sure. Um, Ray Dalio wrote the book Principles. If <laughs> yes. you've heard, read the I've book. heard maybe. the book, I haven't read the book. All right. So then uh, no need for, for the introduction. Do you have any of your own life or work principles that you are staking to? Um, yeah, I think there is, uh, so there's mutual respect, uh, very, very important. Uh, does not, uh, 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 I'll give you the professional side first and then mm. I think on the personal side I'll come. So I think mutual respect is one. Uh, I hate hierarchies, right? Uh, um, um, uh, I seriously value people who have lived it and done it, uh, irrespective of whether they've succeeded or failed. Very important, again, in our world of consulting. Uh, uh, nothing wrong with consultants. We are surrounded by some very, very smart people, but a very large percentage of them have never really ever lived in the real world and experienced it. Mm. Um, and, and uh, you know, if I just go back to the fourth thing, which is, uh, uh, you know, God gave us two ears and one mouth. I'm not a religious guy. I'm just putting the word God out there. Let's kind of <laughs> let's kind of stick to it. Um, I think on a on a on a personal side, I think um, um, be kind or just ignore. Right? There are so many people in this world uh, that you're not going to like. Uh, there's seven billion, so we don't have to be friendly with all of them. Um, so, but be kind, right? Or you just can, you ignore. Can, you know, or just ignore. Just walk away, and you know. Mm. Just it doesn't work. Um, I think uh, it's essential that we 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 have certain core values that we stick with, right? 
I don't want to get into what the score values are because those could be different for mm. you than me. But let's keep the score values to ourselves and let's not force them upon others uh, because a lot of these core values are deeply embedded in either our culture and our religion and so therefore you know it creates unnecessary issue. And you know uh, I guess smile a few times don't take yourself too seriously all the time. Um I think it's simple as that. Mm. Uh, you know I I I try and I think there's enough complication in our lives not to overcomplicate. Now it's very smart people who can start meditating. I think it's great. Do you? Uh, I've struggled, but what's really helped with me is deep breathing. So that's very interesting. So I deep breathe about maybe half a dozen times to a dozen times a day. Well, um, it's only a uh, 30 seconds to a minute break. Uh, but because i'm not able to uh, Medi- meditate i use that and get enough oxygen into your system i, I think it kind of calms you down i have my uh, i watch reminding me all the time to deep breathe but i'm never really following the instructions well i don't have so i <laughs> i i so i have triggers so i don't use an i watch i think that's awesome if you can right but i have triggers mm. so i do know uh when well, is the time? i i just did deep breathing before coming into your office oh, right. right because something i've never done uh, there was an element of uh, nervousness um just before coming into your office downstairs i just sat for a minute and just you know took in i think 10 deep breaths it helps and whenever i tried it really helps to kind of it you does. know it does calms so down it does. stabilize it does and and i think if you can get uh, you know if you can get any exercise then it's good Yeah. I recommend paddle tennis these days. That's hey, fun. I heard about it's big in Dubai these days. Well, it's a lot of fun, man. Yeah. And and for people who are getting fatter and slower like me, <laughs> right? Thank God for the wall behind. <laughs> so, so yeah, no, it's a great sport. Yeah. Awesome. Um what was the hardest thing that you had to do in your life? It's the hardest thing I had to do in my life. Ooh. pedal tennis. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Um it's very hard to answer the question this, you know, I I I think I've been kind. What's the hardest thing? Okay. Leaving London to start uh a business uh as a professional in India. and then having to leave that to come back here to restart and doing it all within 18 months was hugely hard personally professionally emotionally right uh uh and uh it had to be done because of both interpersonal and professional reasons right? at the time you had a family I I had just gotten married. Mm. And to make matters even more complex. Mm. What was the biggest takeaway? Um don't take too much on at the same time. Mm. <laughs> right? I think uh, uh which I think Obama should have learned when he was the president. At least in his first term. Uh no, it was you, you know, uh, I think there was too much going on. So I think uh, uh being more organized uh and but I think that's the problem with youth, right? Mm. when you're young I'm I'm going back 12 years right no, absolutely you, you can conquer the world right absolutely. We all, we're all Alexander the Great yeah. so uh, so we're not all Alexander we are, the right? Great <laughs> well uh, not me but I think you can I'm I'm happy not being Alexander the Great or Alexander at all so no that that was the hardest period I think I was uh, it was not a hard incident um 
I've lost some family members, uh, uh, especially losing my godfather. He was a young man. He was 52 years old and he died suddenly. That was a blow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I think you were at an age, I was at an age and, uh, you know, where one kind of reconciles and gets on with it. But I think this, this period I just talked about, it was genuinely hard. It was hard. Mm. You know, your, your bones hurt. Yeah, but I guess these are the periods that are giving you most of the or the most important lessons in life. Totally. And I think, you know, the way to look at it, look around and there are people who have so many bigger challenges. Mm. And then you just take a, well. then you take a step back and you just be thankful. All right. My last question and we're wrapping up. As the change officer, um, if there would be one thing that you could change in the Middle East, yeah. what would that be? Oh, God. Um, that's a hard one. That, you know, I, 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 so I'm not, I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna take a, a, a sort of a political view on this at all. And I think I'll, I'll take an, I'll take an industry view on this and I'll come back to the, the, the boring world of fintech. I think the one thing which could really catalyze the whole fintech scene in this part of the world. And I see myself as a change officer is if we can get the large corporates, mm-hmm. right, especially the family businesses, to really get involved, right, in more than one way, right, to catalyze this whole startup fintech ecosystem, right? Mm-hmm. We're starting to see evidence. I think, you know, my previous employers at Alphotame uh, started to do some some great stuff. I think they're continuing to. But I think if that can get all catalyzed together, I think we will see exponential growth. And I mean the Saudi market, and I mean the UAE, and I mean the other GCC countries, right? Uh, I don't think this can be left just to the VCs and the uh, government and the enablement uh, uh, and the enablers like the accelerators. I do think that the large family houses you know, mm. conglomerates which are here uh, can take the lead and the charge to really catalyze the change because that's how economy is actually based, right? A number of these families have a significant influence in the way consumers actually transact, trade, how B2B businesses grow and, uh, grow and are impacted, and more importantly, the influence they have on the overall mm. GDP of the economy. Mm. So I think that could be, you know, one area where where I think things could change. I'm sorry it wasn't as... Uh, no, no, no. This was uh, uh, what as, I was hoping for. Uh, yeah. Great. Hold there on. are no there are no rules. Uh, okay. We're going to make sure to echo the message and uh, then let's see what happens. Yeah. Uh, Arjun, thanks for coming, man. Well, appreciate it. Thank you. It was... I, uh, I, I survived. No, you, you did great. It was a really great you, conversation. You, you can send me the ratings later. <laughs> uh, we will. We'll see about the reviews. Yeah. Uh, and avoid TikTok. Uh, but I'll leave it to you. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. I hope you had a good time as well. No, I enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed it. You made me think harder than I thought I would have to. (laughs) Great. Guys, I hope you enjoyed as well. Uh, uh, We had two very interesting parts, business and personal aside. On the business note, I really hope that we kind of open up uh, your ideas and that you are going to think differently maybe and then pursue some of the new uh, ideas that uh, hopefully we inspired you to think of. If you like what we're doing here with the Change Officer Podcast, please like and subscribe. Leave any comments below if you have questions for Arjun or or me. We're going to make sure to to address them all. 
and stay tuned there is another great episode coming out next month thanks everyone